Kristen, we have four movies to discuss today, two sequels, two original films, uh, and of course the big one this week is The Hangover 3. So uh, the posters for this movie uh, are billed simply, the, the tagline is simply, The End. Everyone, everyone is saying this is the end, this is the finale to the trilogy, the final chapter in The Hangover, but is it really? Please, please let it be. Well... I mean, take a look at take a look at the other movie we're reviewing, Fast and Furious Six. Oh God! So, no. as one of my friends said, combined, then you get Fast and Hungover Nine. <laughs> <laughs> Fast and Hungover Nine. I like it. Yeah. All right, let's talk about all four of these movies uh, momentarily. I'm Rafer Guzman, movie critic for Newsday, and I'm Kristen Meinzer, producer for The Takeaway, and this is Movie Day. Okay, Kristen, um, we'll start with uh, two movies that uh, we not we not both of us have seen, but one of us has seen. So we're going to uh, do those quickly. Uh, how about a quickie, Kristen? Oh, a movie date quickie. Can oh, you, yeah. Can you, can <laughs> Let's you, get in the backseat right now, but just for two minutes. <laughs> give me that quickie on The English Teacher. Oh, Linda. Linda. Oh, you liked it? Liked it. It's my story. The boy wrote it for me. I know. I felt exactly the same way. Naturally, the tale is archetypal and, and thus universal mm-hmm. in its appeal. Of course. I feel I've been transformed. Wait, we should use that for the posters. The chrysalis will transform you. Doesn't that clip just sound delightful from I, the English teacher? I, I know you're very excited about this one. because I cannot speak about this movie. Because, I've not seen it. Because you love a chick flick and you just love middle-aged love stories. Oh, wait, that's me. That's I you. I love a chick flick and I love a middle-aged love story. I and do love Julianne Moore. Yes, Julianne Moore stars in this as a 45-year-old English teacher. She is visited by a former student. And the student is now a failing playwright. He, after graduating from her class, went on to New York to big dreams to try to become a playwright. He comes back. Things aren't going so well. His dad, Greg Kinnear, really wants him to get on task and to get his life in order. But she wants to nurture her former student. And she thinks Greg Kinnear is a jerk. So (laughs) she decides, along with the theater instructor at school, played by Nathan Lane, Uh to put on this student play. Of course, it's not as simple as putting on a play. Shenanigans happen. A little bit of ending up in bed with the wrong person happens. And I won't say who... who, who I feel like I could tell. I feel like I know You think you know is, who is going yeah. to end up having a quickie with Julianne Moore? I don't you know. Think so? Just me. You think so? Okay, all right. I'm not, well, I'm not going to give it away. All I'm going to give away is... I really loved this movie. I thought Did it you? was sweet. I thought it was delightful. I thought that it made fun of the limitations that she put on herself as a teacher, as an organized human, and as a hopeless romantic, and how being a hopeless romantic can sometimes become its own trap so that you can't just love and appreciate reality with all of its messiness and fantastic joys and fantastic complications. And I thought this was a really delightful little movie. I'll be darned. Yeah. A- just anecdotally, people that I've spoken to, just ra- random assortment of colleagues, friends, people who happen to have seen it, um, have all hated it. Yes, they have. I have not. <laughs> <laughs> you agree, I have, but. I have not talked to a single person who's no. enjoyed this movie. No. I, I brought one of my friends along who writes for the Wall Street Journal, and 
I have never heard somebody exhaling so loudly in a movie. He was so mad. Wow. He came to this movie with me. <laughs> then I talked with one of my colleagues at the office, and she just she told me she couldn't even make it through the movie. I thought it was just sweet oh, as darn. could be. I just thought it was a nice little sweet movie. I loved it. And you know what? Uh, how often do we get to see middle-aged love stories with Julianne Moore and great casts like this? You're right. You're right. Uh, Long Island native Nikki Blonsky has a small role in this film, I know, so I will probably wind up seeing it at some point. But okay, if you say it's good, it's no recommendation to me, <laughs> usually from you, Kristen, but okay. But I want to hear about Francis Ha. Ah, Francis Ha. Do I look old to you? No. Yes. How old? Older than I am. Older than... 27? No. 27 is old, though. Okay, uh, this is uh, Greta Gerwig uh, as Frances Ha. The just au- adorable. Love, love Greta, that Gerwig. Greta Gerwig. I do, too. She's I love adorable. her. Just uh, adorable. Her uh, director and co-writer on this is Noah Baumbach from uh, mm. Squid and Whale and Greenberg. Are you not a Noah Baumbach fan? He just is sometimes a little bit too obnoxious and a little, a little, too little bit too precious and yeah. a little bit too navel-gazing and feeling sorry for himself. It feels like he's whining a lot of the times to me. I, I, I have so far loved all his movies, um, and I have mostly loved Greta Gerwig. I had some fears about this film because this is another movie about one of my least favorite demographics, uh, which has become exceedingly popular these days, the creative 20-somethings living in some metropolis who are have frustrated uh, ambitions and can't really do much more than drink beer and sleep around and talk about all their ideas and their liberal arts degrees. And I find these movies intensely irritating, especially one that Greta Gerwig was in recently called Lola Versus. Which, oh, yeah, that's yeah, the same movie. Despised that film. Um, really self-congratulatory, self-amused, terrible film. I had real doubts going into this. Um, I loved this movie what? I, was, I was i was overwhelmed really with love and joy and tender feelings for this film you, you didn't feel overwhelmed with irritation by Here, shifty 20 somethings doing nothing going the, on to the facebook and the twitter and just instagramming themselves and talking about I, woe is me and i'm waiting tables but i'm truly an artist at heart should i read proust should i not read proust i know <laughs> i know uh here's the great thing about this movie um it is I think it really benefits from having Greta Gerwig, who is 29, and Noah Baumbach, who is 43, I think. Um, I, it's hard to say who wrote what in this film, but I feel like together that combination of youth, uh, you know, sort of Greta Gerwig as the, as the young person who's embedded with the youth of America today, reporting on them, and Noah Baumbach, who is older and wiser. Um, this film, I feel like, really captures that 20-something time in your life uh, with it captures all the irritate all the all the irritating qualities the bravado the competitiveness the shallowness the you know spats over rent um, all these trivial little things the party you went to the party you didn't go to it, it captures it all but it has a real fondness and a real tenderness and empathy to these characters and it 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 made me fall in love with that time of my life all over again. And I'd, I'd begun to sort of hate that time of my life thanks to, you know, girls and tiny furniture and all the verses and funny ha-ha and all this stuff. And this movie just made me fall in love all over again. It's shot in black and white really beautifully, has a little bit of a Woody Allen Truffaut quality to it. Um, I, I have to say, against all odds, I was just totally charmed by this film. Mm. So I would, I would highly recommend it, especially 
if you hate movies like this, you really should see Francis Ha. Wow. Two good dates in a row. Two We're good on dates a in a row. We're on a Rafer. Those are, is, are they just good dates because they're quickies? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't normally say quickies are that good, but our quickies were great. Boy, they sure two, were, Kristen. Two good ones, two good dates. So do you think the next two movies, our Dude Fest, our Sausage Fest movies, are going to satisfy as well? Yeah, they are kind of. <laughs> Start <laughs> off with the girly stuff and move on to the big men. I don't know if the men can satisfy. We'll see. <laughs> Let's. Uh, you raise a good point. Let's start with Fast and Furious 6. This is going to have to be me alone. It's not that simple. The crew we're after, they hit like thunder and disappear like smoke. You going alone, you won't ever touch them. Been chasing this guy across four continents and 12 countries, and believe me, the last damn place I want to be right now is on your front doorstep selling Girl Scout cookies. I need your help, Dom. Okay, first question, Kristen. What is the plot? <laughs> <laughs> like that's important. No, my question to you is, are you a fan at all of this franchise? How many of these, if any, have you seen? I have seen exactly Zero. Well, one. Uh, no, now. now I've seen one. Now. Yes, I've seen Fast and Furious 6. <laughs> okay, so uh, I, I will give the plot briefly. Uh, this reunites... Hold on, first of all, I didn't know there was a plot. So yes. I'm just going <laughs> to... Gonna let you run with this because I have nothing to say about plot. All right, uh, I don't think there's a lot of backstory that's necessary, but uh, we have the returning cast: Vin Diesel, uh, Paul Walker, um, uh, uh, who else? Oh, Michelle uh, Rodriguez. Michelle Rodriguez uh, playing Letty, who, if you're a fan of the series, you know was presumed dead for many years. She's back. Uh, some new uh, some newcomers: uh, Gina Carano, the uh, mixed martial oh, arts yeah. fighter from Haywire. Um, also, uh, Dwayne Johnson is back. Ludacris is back. A whole bunch of people are back. Um, last time we saw them in Fast Five, uh, they were they turned into they they turned from the original car thieves and hoodlums into a well knit team of uh, uh, safe crackers and bank robbers, uh, pulling off a highly organized heist. Now they have become kind of paramilitary types, hunting down an international criminal kind of guy named Shaw. Uh, what they're going for, not really clear. As always, this is the movie is really an excuse to do some really wild, wild stunt work and drag racing. And that's really about all this movie is. I will say, since you did not see Fast Five, um, that is a that movie is actually a, a quite a good film. Really? Uh, yeah, it's 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 the kind of the artistic zenith of the Fast and Furious <laughs> franchise, if, if you'll allow me to say so. Um you know, it, it clearly was capitalizing, I think, on the Ocean's Eleven uh, movies. I think that it had this, the, the series, I think, had this feeling of being kind of ghettoized a little bit and wanted to sort of, you know, class itself up and, and widen, its, widen its audience. Um, I like that movie a lot. This one is a bit of a come down for me. It's not quite as good as Fast Five, not quite as coherent and fun and zippy. But I have to say, I actually rather enjoyed it. What? Yeah, I You're really did. Kidding. What mm -hmm. is there to like about this? First of all, my my two biggest criticisms. Yeah. I'm just going to get them off the bat. Not sufficiently fast. Not sufficiently <laughs> furious. Okay? okay. I was looking for fast. I was looking for furious. You didn't get them? No, no. Hmm. It's just the same. Oh, look, we're driving down the street and you're chasing me in your car down the street. This was not sufficiently fast for me. I wanted there to be crazy you didn't like things. The, like the 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 midair body catch when when Vin Diesel jumps out of a moving car to to rescue 
Letty, who's also flying out of a, I think she's flying out of a moving car. She's flying off of something. And they collide in the air. It's it's fantastic. The stunt work is great in this movie. Not not fast enough, not furious enough. And, you know, as far as the furious goes, I guess what I mean by that is emotion. I didn't understand what was going on in half the movie. Ah. They were just chasing. They were, I, I, I don't know what to say about this movie. It just, it's. It's probably designed for you. It is. Yes, it's designed for me. I don't think it's designed for me. Um, I just, every time they started chasing again, I thought, oh my God, they're chasing again. And most of the chasing just looked like every other kind of chasing I'm used to seeing. Oh, I disagree. I want it to be better chasing. I think, uh, I disagree. One reason I may have a soft spot for this film is because I just love Michelle Rodriguez. I know you do. I love her. So many men do. Yeah. My uncle Uncle Jerry, shout out to my uncle Jerry, who is uh, well over 70, uh, talks endlessly about Michelle Rodriguez, how much he loves her. (laughs) Um, So, Uncle Jerry, if you're listening, go see Fast and Furious 6. He probably already has. Um, I just want it to be better. I wanted it to be creative in its chasing. I wanted it to be faster. I wanted it to be more exciting. I just felt like I wasn't seeing anything fresh. I didn't feel like I was seeing anything I haven't seen before. Uh, I can't really dispute you there, but um, but I do think it's I do think it's fun and fast. Maybe not furious, but uh, I think it's pretty enjoyable. Uh, I, you know, I, I think I, I gave it two and a half out of four stars. I would say this might be the worst date I've been on this year. Really? Yeah. Bad. Oh date. Perfectly good date. Very bad date. Bad, bad, bad date. Bad date for me. All right. Well, so uh, we're, what is that? We're two, we're two for three, at least, uh, on agreement. So let's, uh, let's go into the big release, The Hangover 3. Chow is a cancer, so we're going to hand him over to this guy, Marshall. We have no idea where he even is. So what, Alan? Well, I was just going to say, I got this strange email the other day. I wasn't sure what it meant, but now I think it might be from Chow. Fatty. Feels good to be out. I'm close by. Tell no one. I'll be in touch. Chow. This says Chow. How did you not know this was from Chow? At the time, I thought it was Chow like goodbye. Well, Kristen, now let me. Uh, <laughs> the same, but the, wait, the same question, the same question for you. Have you seen all three hangovers? Yes, I've seen all three hangovers. How, how, on, on the scale of fandom. Where, okay, where, I, where are you? How do you like? How did you like the first and I, second? I would say I'm very low ranking on the fandom scale. <laughs> very low okay. ranking. I, I especially hated the second one. I don't know if you yeah. remember this, but I found it to be incredibly mean. I found it to be incredibly violent. I found yep. it to be incredibly racist, and I found it to be incredibly boring. Mm-hmm. It was yep. very loud. It was very shooty. It was very yelly, but it wasn't really interesting. It was a, at it any was point. a darker. It was a darker, more violent. Slightly, yeah, slightly meaner feeling and not as funny hangover. Uh, the, the, did you like the, the first one at all? I did not like the first one either, oh. but at least I didn't hate it like I hated the second one. The I was, first one, I just thought, I don't like this, but I don't hate it. Uh, okay. I, I, I have to say against, against my, my better judgments and, my, and all, all the intelligence that I bring to my, <laughs> to my movie viewing experience, I actually really enjoyed the, the first hangover. I, it, 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 it won me over. I thought it was... Weird and quirky, a little, a little, just enough gritty to kind of keep you on your toes. The humor was, I thought, pretty good. It was wild and raunchy and fun, and the characters were interesting. and And I was pretty much sold on the first Hangover, not so much in the second. Um, I wasn't really expecting that much from the Hangover Three, but I mean, the hype around it has been pretty huge. The mm-hmm. third Hangover, the final blowout. The end, Hopefully. you know, back to Las Vegas, the whole bit. Um, Kristen, do you want to give a quick uh, 
plot summary? Yeah, sure. So we have our Zat Galifianakis, who we might remember as kind of the odd member of the wolf pack. And there are some problems in his life. He's decided to stop taking his medications. There's an intervention. We're going to take you to an institution so that you can get the mental health attention you deserve. The wolf pack is going to take you. So the reuniting of the wolf pack, the four of them driving along in a car, heading to this institution, but things go bad very, very quickly. You're being awfully vague. Well, do you really want me to give it all away? Do you want me to give it all away? <laughs> well, I think we can say that John Goodman plays Marshall, a, a crime kingpin, and that Chow has stolen some gold from him, and he wants the wolf pack to help him get the gold back. And, of course, Justin Bartha, the 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 ever hapless member of the wolf pack, uh, <laughs> is being held hostage by Marshall. They're going to trade Doug Justin Barthes' character for the gold. Um, this leads them, of course, all over the map, you know, and and back to, of course, where it all began, Sin City, Las Vegas. Mm. So uh, you give so much more away than I do. Do you th- is I don't think that's I it's not giving that much away. I, I like to save a little away. bit of the magic. Maybe okay. it's a girl's job. I don't uh, know. I'm sorry. Yeah, I'm you know, sorry. it's all good. But it's I think people I knew. I don't think it's going to ruin it for anybody. Okay, I don't think so. Either. <laughs> sorry, sorry, <laughs> listeners, if I spoiled too much. Um, no, no, you didn't. You did not. Um, but this movie, uh, while it follows the same model as the other Hangover movies, it does change the tone quite a bit, I found, from the second one. Yes. It's not as mean. It's not as dark. I think that there's um, a little bit more lightness and levity. And I think that part of that is because we have a wonderful appearance by Melissa McCarthy in this movie. Uh, yes, that's right. And I would say Melissa McCarthy does a lot to lighten it and what her character does. That's my opinion. And, okay. Oh, gosh, the look on your face, Ray. <laughs> <laughs> the look on your face is what, what you're selling. I ain't buying, Kristen. That that look on your face. I, I, I'm, well, I'm baffled to hear you say these things about this movie because I, I found this to be such a nasty, dour, ugly, cruel, mean-spirited bummer of a movie that I was almost shocked that it that it dared to bill itself as any kind of a comedy. It 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 really it it was like every every joke in it is so mean. I mean, be, I mean, there's it's there's there's so much. First of all, there's just a there's a, just a host of animal cruelty, and it's and it's oh, not. Oh yeah, just in the first ten minutes alone, yeah, I mean, there's it, so I mean, much of it. If you were if you were complaining about the hangover, if you were one of the people who was complaining about the Hangover Two when they you know had the monkey who was smoking. Um, I, you know, you'll. I think you'll be really, truly appalled by what's done to animals in this film. Again, you know, I don't think any animals were actually killed, but there's something weird about a movie that has to repeatedly kill animals for its humor. And and not only that, but the people who are killing the animals often whisper sort of petty insults to them as they're killing them, which I I found just sort of like an an additional level of needless hostility. Everyone in this movie is so is so cranky and angry and irritable you know i mean i mean alan the zach galifianakis's character who started out as kind of a somewhat lovable slightly creepy but somewhat lovable man child is now i would say like a a full-fledged sociopath he he's now he's he's, off his drugs he's well he's off his he's off his meds and he is he is a, a a selfish thoughtless Haranguing, deluded. Hasn't he always been that Cretan, way, though? But I mean, he's always kind of been that way. Uh, but I mean, it, well, 
if that's true, the act is the act has gone so far overboard that it's just simply no longer funny. The the, the scene that you're talking about with Melissa McCarthy, where she shows up and there's a little bit of a an attraction, shall we say, between her and uh, and and Zach Galifianakis. Uh, they bond over their over their shared hatred of their mothers. Uh, you know, I mean, the, I mean, Melissa McCarthy is introduced as a woman who is screaming hostility at her mother, who is disabled in a scooter. And I, I just, I kept wondering, what's the what's the joke part here? What's the joke part of any of this? Okay, I can't believe this dynamic. It sounds like I'm defending the I, Hangover Three, and it sounds I, like you are in shock that I'm defending it. And I just have to make something clear: I'm not actually defending this movie. Okay. <laughs> Really clear. Okay. okay. This movie okay. sucks. Okay. It does. Okay. The the only thing that to me saved it was it seemed less shooty, less yelly, and less violent than the less. second one. It seemed less so to me. Really less dark, less terrifying, and then it also seemed a little bit less racist. I felt like the last movie was maybe they just replaced all the racism Ye- with animal cruelty in this one. Yeah. So they traded out one thing for another. Maybe. Yeah. And I I just I think anytime Melissa McCarthy is on screen. She makes whatever she's in better. She just does. She does, but I mean, I mean, that's like you know that just be, just because you know uh, I don't know. I mean, I, I mean, like you know that's she. So she 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 lifted this truck, you know, like a millimeter off the ground. I mean, <laughs> you know, I mean, maybe. But I I'm surprised because this movie seemed so much more violent and grim and and really half the time I was watching, I kept thinking of that that old. Um, William Friedkin movie to live and die in L.A. Uh, from the '80s. I don't know if you ever saw it. It's a no. it's a great um, a great neo noir from the '80s, um, notable for its Wang Chung soundtrack. And um, but it, but aside from that, it's really one of the nastier noirs I've ever seen. It's so bleak and so contemptuous of human life. Uh, and this movie really struck me as the same thing. What I really felt like with this film. Was that Todd Phillips, the director who who, who co-wrote it with Craig Mays, and then the, those guys collaborated on the last Hangover? It felt as though they were actually trying to to shoot this franchise dead. It felt to me like, do you remember when Robert Crumb, the cartoonist, killed off Fritz the Cat? He 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 killed off Fritz the Cat by stabbing him in the head with an ice pick. That, that's what this movie reminded me of. It was. It seemed like we're going to make this. We're go, we're we're going to just execute this franchise in cold blood and make sure you never ask us for a part four. Interesting. Well, I would agree that they don't want us to ask for a part four. But yeah. I would say their method for doing that wasn't by being hateful and mean. It was by trying to bore the audience to death. Uh, I it, would say... You're bored. I would say this was the most boring of the three. I would say the second was the meanest of the three. Interesting. Yeah. And I would say the first was the least awful of the three. <laughs> okay. okay. <laughs> I just don't know how this franchise keeps going. I have no idea. I, I have no idea. I think this is the end. I think I think any comedy that that closes out with Phil Collins in the air tonight, I think is is just <laughs> is just trying to drive you away. I I really do. There's a lot of music in this movie. There is a lot of music. I actually, yeah. I actually would say if there's any good part about the movie other than Melissa McCarthy, some of the music's pretty good. Some of the music is oh, wow. Why are we disagreeing on absolutely everything what? here? You although, didn't although think, you didn't think Zach Galifianakis singing Ave Maria was kind of pretty. <laughs> it's kind of no, pretty. The voice of an angel. I didn't think Ken Jeong doing karaoke to hurt 
the Nine Inch Nails song was funny either. It just seemed kind of, it seemed creepy and depressing. I God, I hated this movie. I give it one star out of four. Oh, I, I didn't was, even give it one star. Essentially, we've essentially we've taken different roads to come to the same conclusion, which is this is a terrible, terrible oh, date. Oh, it's just awful. This is a terrible, terrible <laughs> okay. date, and I'm sorry to make it sound like I was defending it. I was not defending this no, movie. No, that's interesting. Just, yeah, it's just, uh, I'm saying it's not as bad as the second, which uh, made me want to kill myself. This one just makes me want to kind of maim myself. So God. there you go. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Only makes you want to do self-cutting. All right. So what? So we're uh, we're three for four. We pretty much agree on everything except for Fast and Furious 6. Yes. All right. That, that is correct. All right. That That's is not correct. bad. So some good dates, some bad dates, some quickies. That's it's all good. Right? <laughs> it's all That's good. the life of the movie critic. <laughs> all right. So uh, we'll, we'll close out with trivia as always. Uh, last week's trivia because we discussed uh, Star Trek Into Darkness uh, and we spoiled a great deal. We asked, uh, we won't spoil that here though, uh, we asked what Spanish-speaking actor was originally approached to play Benedict Cumberbatch's role in Star Trek Into Darkness and we got the right answer. Hello, this is Victor Newman from New York and I'm calling about the question what actor, what Spanish actor was and talks to play uh, Khan in the new Star Trek film, and I believe it was Benicio Del Toro. Victor Newman, awesome job. That's great. First time calling in, I believe, for Victor Newman. Fre- frequent writer. Yeah, but... we love when he writes in, but yeah, I don't know if he has called in before, I has know. he? I don't know. I don't know. Well, uh, in, any, in any case, we're, we're, we're glad to have you. Thank you. And this week's trivia question, in honor of the wonderful Hangover 3, which <laughs> honor, we both... Honor, quote-unquote... <laughs> We're asking which member of the Wolf Pack stars in another movie franchise, but instead of chasing down drugs and lost friends and what happened last night, he's chasing down clues from our founding fathers. Oh, I like it. If you know the answer, give us a call at 5717movies. Or log on to facebook.com slash moviedatepodcast.com. 